Hey, this is David and Nicole Binion, pastors of Dwell Church. We're so glad you've joined us and we hope you enjoy today's message. It's so good to be in your house in the Dwell Church. It's good to be here. And I give honor to the Binions tonight. I give honor to just allow me to stop by. But I don't really look for a place to minister. I already have that. But I go on assignments. And from the time I met them in Pittsburgh, I knew I had an assignment, but it was on God's timing. In the last 40 days, we've been fasting and praying in my church, and God put me on a 40-day consecration at the end of December. And while I was on consecration, the Lord gave me this word. He said, there is a proven formula. And he says, I want you to find the formulas in the Bible that work. And I said, God, okay. So I started looking and he started teaching me on faith. Started writing about faith and the word. I started writing what God was saying. And when I was coming to Dallas and I was texting pastor, we were talking. I was just going to stop by to him just to be in your service because I was in the area. And I heard the Lord said, out of this house, I'm going to raise up seven mountains of influence. He said, out of this house, there is the seven mountains of influence. And he says, I'm going to raise them up. I'm going to show you what God is talking about tonight. That's all I came by to, to break the shackles that's holding back what belongs to you. I work very strongly in deliverance and I work strongly in the prophetic. But most of all, pastor, the Bible says in Daniel, when the word was sent, opposition came. You've been going through the last four or five years of opposition. If it's not opposition with the building, it's not opposition in music, it's not opposition in your family. I just kept, we haven't spoken, so I just want you to know I have not asked pastor anything about his church, his family, anyone. I'm only giving you what the Lord has spoken and opposition has come. But I came to tell the devil tonight, it's your last night. It's your last night. Because behold, the Lord will do a new thing. And it shall spring forth tonight, says the Lord. I need about 10 leaders of this house to leap on your feet and say, tonight is our night. Tonight is the night that we will get our breakthrough. Because whatever breakthrough comes at the top, flows all the way down into the congregation. So whatever God's doing for leaders, God is going to do it all the way through the congregation. And I heard God say, tonight, I'm going to give you the formula that's going to open the doors and break the shackles. A thousand was good, son, but that's not enough. That's not enough. God paid off our building a few years ago, and I heard the Lord say, when you said a thousand, he says, you have not seen anything yet. He says, not only will you, I give you a thousand, but I'm going to give you new keys. Keys of authority, keys of dominion. And God said, keys to property. You will be property owners. And when pastor said, 2024 I said to my sister sitting next to me I just planted that seed the Lord told me the same thing he said let your first fruit offering be 2024 before I left home I planted that seed and I'm not going to plant it in this house also that's all right I'll clap for me because I know what happens when I plant a seed Wherever you plant a seed, there's a harvest. The only voice a harvest responds to is that of a seed. And that's why we struggle to give because we don't understand that if there is no seed, there is no harvest. 
You can't have a harvest if nothing has been planted. I just need someone to give him a praise. Whenever you learn the power of a seed, you will understand the power of the harvest. And God is a God that gives and wants us to have. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come to give us life and life more abundantly. And I'm tired of Christians that don't understand abundant life. I want Christians to understand God wants us to be prosperous and have good success. Not just two people in the church, but everybody in the church. Can I get a praise from you? All the way from the front row to the back row. That when the, when the blessings come down, it flows all through the congregation. What flows in Aaron's head must go to the garments. I need a praise in the house. And the Lord said to me, I'm going to show them tonight that I've come by to ignite your faith. And then you said it in your time of giving. You talked about your faith. In giving, but here's the formula. Let's get to the scripture tonight. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, and Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 and 3. It says, faith we understand. I want you to see the first word. Faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. I want you to watch three words. Faith and word. Everything that God did was done with faith and a word. Genesis, God created the world with his word. And if we understand how powerful that is, we would really be careful what we say. Hebrews 11 and 6 says... Without faith, what does it say? It's impossible to please God. I just heard God say to you right now, I'm going to heal you tonight. You've been battling something in your mind and been worried about something for some time, but I heard the Lord say tonight, sister, just stand right here. Your miracle's in the house tonight. The shackles are being broken from off of your mind. Your sleep is being broken off of your heart. The, the hits that you have taken this year and the year before. I heard God say, tonight I will remove the shackles that have kept you bound. He says, I'm releasing you into the new. Because behold, I will do a new thing and it shall spring forth speedily. God says to you, tonight is your turnaround night. Tonight is your night of favor. He said, there'll be no more tears regarding that matter. He says, give it to me tonight. And I will move upon your family and upon your household. And that which you couldn't do, says the Lord, I will do. Because I've heard your tears. I've seen your cries. And God says, I will move mightily upon your life. And everything that was taken, everything that was lost, shall be restored. Ah, it's going to be a year of restoration. In your body, in your spirit. Oh, somebody give God a praise. I'm trying to get to the word, but I have to be obedient to the Lord as he shares with me. God began to deal with me regarding this house that this is a house of great faith. He said, but you've got to put the formula together. What is a formula? The formula is a list of ingredients or facts or data that is compiled and when placed together, it achieves or accomplishes something. 
or it will bring something to light. With a particular formula, you're looking at a desired result of something. Just as red and blue gives us purple. It's a formula. Ice doesn't become ice without there being a formula. I don't know if there's any scientists in the house, but in the Bible, there are many formulas. Let me show you one. When the Bible says the word and faith, it's a formula. In Matthew chapter 17, let me show you what the Lord says. There was a young man that battled with demonic oppression and mental illness. And they brought, his father brought him to the disciples and they could not help him. And the Bible says they brought him to Jesus. And the disciples asked, why could we not bring deliverance to him? And Jesus said, oh, thou of little faith. You're lacking some faith, but he didn't stop there. He said, however, some things will not go out without prayer and fasting. Did anyone notice the formula? Faith, prayer, and fasting delivered a young man from mental illness and demonic oppression. He didn't give him Zantac, Prozac, or any of the Zacks. He brought deliverance through fasting, faith, and the word. We have moved away from what works in the kingdom of God because we are churched with a program. We have three songs and then we got to get out of here because football is on. Our favorite movie is on. But when someone comes to the house of God that is mentally hit and are hurting and are broken, what is the formula that we will use tonight to bring deliverance? The Bible gave us a formula. He said, listen, Jesus said to them, and Jesus called the demon out and he was delivered and set free. But he said, oh, ye of little faith. He said, however, there is some things that medicine is not going to help. There are some things as much as we love our doctors, our nurses and medicine, they, they all help at times. But there's some things that we're not going to get free from without prayer, faith, fasting, the word. We've got to put a combination together. Why do we need the formula? Because in prayer, you're communicating with God. In fasting, you're dying to your flesh so you can hear him clearly on what demons to cast out. Everybody's not able to cast them out because you'll be casting out something wrong if you don't hear the voice of God. Embarrassing people. But when you listen to the voice of God in prayer and in fasting, you'll be very keen to hear what God has to say regarding what you're dealing with. I went to the hospital to see someone. They were diagnosed with cancer. And the, the, the lady said that, you know, they don't have much time to live. And when I walked in the room, the Lord said, it's not cancer, it's a demon. He said, and I want you to call out the demon. So just imagine that you see doctors and nurses standing around and you're a little bit nervous. Now, how am I going to do this? 
So the Lord always makes the way. They exited the room, and as soon as they exited the room, I called out the demon, and everything that was green came out on the sheets. Person sat up and perked up themselves, and they came back in, and they wanted to know what happened. I have no idea. Why would I respond to that? I don't know what happened. I came in the room. You're not going to sue me. But the Lord delivered somebody on that day. I was on my way to a concert and they called and said there was a lady in the hospital and the doctors had called her family in and they said he was not going to make it to the night and I said to my husband I can't meet you I'm going to turn around and go to the hospital and I went to the hospital with one of the armor bearers and I anointed her and when I left I said she will live and not die and I spoke life back into her body they had her flipped upside down her face was through the hole and they were trying to get her to breathe and the doctors came in and they said, there's something else going on with her. She's oily. Her family said, oily? She said, no pastor. Our pastor was here. That's blessed oil from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. She's alive today, five years later. Not laying in a hospital, not in a coma, at home in her own house. You see... Formulas are real. When you know how to pray, when you know how to fast and begin to pinpoint what God is telling you, you'll have targeted prayers. And I heard God say to me, I want you to come into this house tonight and declare the formula over this house that's going to raise up a generation that are going to walk in the seven mountains of influence. God said in this house, there's going to be filled by, the, by January of next year. There won't be room enough in this place. You're going to have to get here early to get a seat because there's going to be a God that's moving and influencing great and mighty things out of some of you that are sitting now and not sure what you're going to do. But there are business owners that their business is going to take off and they don't even know how it happened or what happened. But God tonight by faith. One of the seven mountains of influence is business. And I heard God say to tell them by faith and prayer, whatever your business plan and you're going to live tonight, bring it before the Lord and say, God, I need this amount. I need that amount. I don't know what it is that you need, but God has called you to be an influencer, changer. God did not call the kingdom of God to fit in. He came to make us different. I never fit in. It doesn't matter who likes you. It doesn't even matter. What, what matters is what God has called you to do and do it well. He says, I'm going to call this house, Pastor. And as I was praying for you and praying for your wife, and God says, I'm going to send them the seven mountains of influence. And upon your congregation, he's going to raise many up that are going to walk in the mountains of influence. And any of you can Google it. You can find it. There are seven mountains that affects the kingdom of God. And I want you to be able to understand when God says something, he says, I'm putting this formula together. And with this formula, it's going to break shackles, open doors. This is a season of open door, mega doors. And because of the enemy, there's a wide and effectual door that's been opened onto this house. But many are the adversaries. And I heard the Lord say, get, tell them to get ready. Bring your business plan. I'm going to tell you just like he gave it to me. I was sitting in a restaurant yesterday and I was talking to 
some of the ladies that were, that were with me, I came. I have a prayer line that is nationally and international, so we pray seven days a week. And I was in the restaurant yesterday, and I was explaining to them my life of faith. That I don't go looking for anything. I go on assignment. When God tells me go to the city or go here, he's up to something. And I was explaining to them how 10 years ago the Lord said to me to start a work in London. And I'm like, Lord, really? Who's going to go with me to London? Just tell somebody. And 65 people were on the plane when I took off. At one word from the Lord. Went to Johannesburg, South Africa to do a work and same thing happened again. Then he gave me seven cities to go to and it happened again. That every time God gave me a word, he didn't give me the money. The church is accustomed to show and tell. Show me the money and I'll go. And God says, that's not faith. Faith goes when you don't even know where you're going. Faith goes when you don't understand. I remember when I met pastor and I said, you know, God's going to give you that building. You're going into that building and they're going to have to give you everything. God's going to do what he's going to do. I just, I just want you to relax, pastor. It's already done. I was sitting outside in my car and my armor bearer said, are we not leaving? I said, no, I can't leave until I see him. Because he needs a word from the Lord to let him know he's on the right track. Just keep walking. You see, faith is an initiator. And when faith hits the womb of patience, manifestation comes. But you can't have faith in your mouth but not allow it to hit your womb. Because in that place, when the enemy comes in like a flood to fight you, there's a will that stands up inside of you and say, for God I live and for God I die. You can't take me prematurely. You cannot take my blessings from me. You can't stop what God has given me. There's nothing you can do to stop what God is doing in my life. I'm blessed and favored of God. I'm a royal priest of the holy nation. You picked on the wrong house at the wrong time. You should have caught me when I didn't know him. But now that I know him, you should have back up devil this is not the house you want to visit you don't want to come here tonight you don't want to visit here you should have caught me when I didn't know the word but once I got a hold of who my God is and who my God you see I don't have gods I have one God I have one God. I have one God. His name is Jesus, the Messiah, the altogether one. His hair is like wool. His feet is as polished brass. And his name is Jesus. One God. I don't have to worry about Confucius or Muhammad. I don't know them. But the God that I serve will take a little country girl and allow her to preach the gospel to every nation. He will take you around the world when nobody else could understand why you. I remember the first time my brother heard me preach. He said, he called you? I said, yes. Anybody ever, anybody ever been used by God and your family says, of all the people in the family, why you? But God will do exceedingly and abundantly more than you can ever ask or think. And as we were sitting in the restaurant talking about faith, I said, I live my life by faith. I paid off our church by faith. I built a home in the middle of a pandemic. The builder said, there's no way you'll move into your home. There's a pandemic. And I said, the Lord said I would have the keys on my birthday, August 6th. And on July 31st, he put the keys in my hand and says, I don't understand. It's not for you too. 
When God gives you a word, don't you let it go. Let it stay in the womb of patience until it manifests. Talk talk to it like it's already done. Praise him like it's already done. When God said I would build my home, I didn't ask anybody's opinion. I know COVID was breaking out, but God said I could have it at that time. They said lumber's not moving and people can't come in. I said, but God said... This is the kind of a faith God is going to birth in this house tonight, Pastor. That whatever you ask him with prayer and with fasting, you're going to see the manifestation in this house. Somebody has been asking God all week, how are we going to do this? And God said, watch. And as we were sitting at the table and we were getting ready to leave, the waitress said, and your bill has been paid. There was eight, ten of us at the table maybe. And I said, did did the person pay everybody's bill? He said, the bill was paid in full. And somebody said, I was just saying to God, it'd be nice to be able to pay this bill tonight. And a pastor stopped by and said hello to us, went across the table, called our server and took care of the whole bill. Right at the point when I was teaching them faith. And somebody didn't come to the meeting last night because they didn't have the money. Not understanding, if you had only asked God, he would have told you to go because he already had handfuls on purpose set out for you. We miss the blessings because we move in our emotions and not in the word of God. I was sitting at home. And my publisher was in town, I've published four books. And she said, the Lord told me to come to Pittsburgh to see you because when I was in my crisis, you were my help. And I wasn't in a good mood. I had an argument with my husband that day. (laughs) Now, y'all don't have arguments. You all know, not at all. No, I saw that. (laughs) I did. And I wasn't going anywhere that day. I needed to deal with Connie. And as I was sitting there, she called, she said, if you don't come, I'm going to have to fly out. And I got up and I went, and when I got to her, she opened her hand and put a few thousand dollars in my hand. And the lesson I learned that day from God, you have no time to be angry. You have no time to hold on forgiveness. He said, let it go and let it go fast. Because if you had not got up out of your pity party, you would have missed everything I had scheduled for that day. And I thought as I started counting the money, I said, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me for, for not being, Lord, I, I was counting and getting angry at myself because she was getting ready to fly out and I would have missed my blessing because I was having a pity party and wanted God to join me while I was in for unforgiveness. I'm not letting it go. It shouldn't have been happening like that. And the Lord said to me, I wanted you to learn from this lesson today that every day you wake up, all you have is 2.5 seconds to let it go. You don't have the opportunity to brood on it for three hours. Or I hear the wives saying, Lord, but pastor, you don't understand. 2.5 seconds is all you have to let it go. Because why do I say that? The enemy does that right at the time when a blessing is coming. And God cannot bless you when you're in your unforgiveness state. 
And so what the devil does is it makes you mad and upset. So what that God, that word, that thing that God wanted to share with you, you can't hear it because you're angry. Am I talking to anybody? You can just say, ouch, if it's you, your, your husband or wife will know. Because we have all been there where we feel we have a right to be angry. And the Lord said to me, after a while, you don't have a right to even be right. I said, wait, wait, what did you say? He said, you don't have a right to be right. He said, you can still be right. But if I said, let it go, let it go. Yeah. Because sometimes we are not wrong. But it's not worth the fight. Because we're missing the faith move of God when we hold things in our heart and hold things against one another. Marriages are broken up because of the words of our mouth that are cutting and are sharp. And once they go out, you cannot take them back. And then once you put them out there, you limit the blessings that belong to that marriage or that home. And I showed them on yesterday how critical it is in whatever you do to ask God. They said somebody couldn't come because they don't think they had gas money to get out here and they'd have, it's kind of far. But if they had asked God, somebody would have given you that money or somebody would have taken care of you. When he asked God about getting the car, God already had somebody lined up and he still have other people lined up. When you ask God, he leaves handfuls on purpose for you. And God says the formula that I'm going to leave with this house is that as you take your faith and couple it with prayer, I'm going to release the seven mountains of influence in this place. Number one, family. He said the families, many families have taken many hits in this house, mentally, physically, emotionally, broken hearts, damaged emotions. He said, but they were your building blocks for those that were coming. He says, because you can be healed and delivered tonight. You will be now ready to pour into others. When we were singing tonight and the, and the worshipers were singing and they had gotten to a part where they were pouring out to God, I hear God say, that's it. I'm coming back to pour in what they just poured out. What you let go and gave to God tonight in worship, I heard God says, I'm going to pour it back in you so now you have fuel to be a blessing for someone else. I'm going to heal that heart that was damaged, that one that went through divorce, that one that was been abandoned, that's one that's battling with mental illness, that's one that's been undiagnosed. But he said, I'm going to allow this house to be called a repairer of the breach. And I'm going to prepare your leaders to work in deliverance and healing as never before. He says, I'm breaking the spirit of abuse. I'm breaking the spirit of damaged and broken hearts. The little boys that were hurt and the little girls that were damaged. We're going to build an altar of a river that's flowing with healing tonight. Number two, he said, tell them. I'm going to advance you in arts and entertainment as never before. He said, you will impact media, radio, and television in music and arts. He said, I'm about to release you on platforms 
that you once dreamed of. And he says, you will not follow the ways of popular opinion, but you will worship me in truth. He says, you are a worshiper. I was telling my family today when I was at the television station and I heard the Binion's worship. I said, my God, I love worshipers. They take you somewhere that praise can't take you. Praise breaks off the things are from outside. It shakes it off. But when you get into that place, the holy of holies, he will do something. Number three, pastor, God said, I'm going to give you influence in government. He says, I'm going to bring you among leaders and among government, and I'm going to cause you and many of your leaders to be influenced and legislate laws. He says, I'm going to cause you to walk in a power and rise to prominence within the next two to five years. And God says it's going to be done through prayer, fasting, and the word. He says, you're going to break religious barriers because Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. He says, there are going to be many in this season that you will see rise and, and, and begin to sway with a seduction and false doctrine. He said, they're infiltrating the church and many have become lovers of themselves and lovers of titles. And they're infiltrating the church, but God says, I will give you insight and keen discernment to know not to put them in power. Because people who are put in power that don't have a heart for God will hurt the people. Education. He said, you're going to see education. And there is even an academy that God wants to bring from this house. As you settle down and become home, it's going to become home. I heard God said, there's an academy that's going to be birthed from this house. And and I asked him, God, why? Why not? He said, Teach them how to pray. Whoever controls education controls the mind of our children and controls the next generation. He said, teach them the old way. He said, many of you will begin to volunteer and substitute in classes of education. He said, I need sleepers in the halls of education. You're in there on the cover. Prayer is going to get in whether they want it to get in or not because God will have sleepers in the house. People that are assigned areas. That's why you're on the teacher's board and that's why you must go to the parent-teacher's meeting. So when you walk the halls, you pray. When you walk the halls, you touch the chairs and you touch the desk and you begin to anoint things for God and you anoint the halls that there'll be no violence. He said, I need sleepers that will walk the halls of education and prepare for what I have for them. And then he said to me, tell them, governments are going to come, business is going to come. Many of you in this house are business owners. You have your plan and you have things written out for God. And I heard God say tonight, I've come by to break the shackles off of your business plan, that it will be placed in the right hand at the right time for the right purpose. And I want you to declare tonight one of the first order of business is that this house will be paid and be debt free. 
No, you didn't get it. The first order. You didn't get it. You didn't get it yet. The Lord paid us up, paid off our church five years ago, and we're in the process of building our new sanctuary this year. And one Sunday morning, I walked into church, and there was $5,000 left. And I said, okay, I'll pay it off today. And as soon as I said that I'm going to pay it off, all over the congregation, they jumped up and said, oh, no, pastor, we got to get in on this. I never wrote a check that Sunday. They paid it off that Sunday. I want you that believe, and I'm going to see if your faith is working, because remember what I started with. The faith is a formula that when coupled with the word and prayer and fasting, anything is doable. Wherever faith is, the impossible becomes possible. Surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church.